Welcome to the Danny Goldberg Rock and Rolls Hour. In this podcast, Danny shares his longtime connection to the path of the heart, as well as his very engaged life of social activism. If you are interested in supporting Danny's podcast, please go to BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Danny. Hi, this is Danny Goldberg, and this is Rock and Rolls. I've taken a hiatus for the last month or so for various reasons, uh, and I'm restarting this podcast with my second podcast with Paul Krasner. And uh, the conversation I had with Paul in uh, earlier in April will follow this little intro. I just wanted to say that the conversation I had with Paul is a lot about Donald Trump. It's a subject that we just can't avoid. Those of us who uh, watch the media or interacting in society in any way. And um, I've been struggling a lot with how to integrate the spiritual point of view and self-definition and the idea of loving everybody uh, with the uh, anguish that that some of the political forces are causing among, among certain parts of the population, especially uh, immigrants, Muslims, and also psychologically the 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 shock to the system for so many uh, uh, Americans and I can't say that I'm completely happy with with the way some of these conversations are going in terms of living up to what I believe is the reality of the cosmos but I I think it's important to document what people are going through and how they're grappling with it especially someone like Paul who's one of my inspirations uh, the person along with Wavy Gravy and Ram Dass that I dedicate my next book to, and someone who lived through both the 50s and the 60s uh, and the subsequent decades where there were plenty of dark forces to contend with, and he did it with grace, humor, and shards of light. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And uh, if anyone has thoughts about how better to resolve these different aspects of of being, I would be very grateful to hear them because I'm not sure I've got it right at the moment. Hi, this is Danny Goldberg, and this is Rock and Rolls. Uh, when I first started this podcast, my first guest was Paul Krasner, and 18 months later, I need to hear from him again. Um, Paul is the former editor of The Realist and the author of more books than I can list here. But just what are the latest the, the, the latest books, if people are interested? Uh, the latest book is uh, The Realist Cartoons. A, um, it's a coffee table uh, book, and it's the heaviest book, literally. Uh, so if you have a coffee table, uh, watch, watch it just be crushed. Yeah, I wish if this were television, I would hold it up. Uh, you sent me one, <laughs> and it's, it's just unbelievable how rich it is and how... Um, what a, what a great document it is of those of those years. So I urge everybody to, 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 to get it. Um, so, Paul, um, we haven't talked since Donald Trump was elected. Um, what do you make of this? How unique is this and how much does it remind you of other times? Well, it, you know, it's um, your podcast is, has been a, a very involved with spirituality and um 
and to talk about Trump with, with spirituality, it's uh, actually it's uh, inextricable uh, because Trump has no sense of uh, spirituality uh, because he's uh, is is so. Uh, you know, it's what's the opposite? Uh, mammon, I think, is uh, <laughs> a, a way of money. I think materiality. Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, uh, Ramdas says uh, that his guru said that everything is perfect and that God is in everyone and that one is supposed to love everyone. And Ramdas does have a picture of Donald Trump on his puja table. Nonetheless, um, for us mere mortals, uh, it is. Uh, it is crass and uh, materialistic and seems uh, seems scary, especially to Muslim Americans and Mexican Americans. But I think everybody I know is just rattled and nervous by it. And I'm just uh, what do you say to people? People must ask you all the time what to think, what to do. Uh, what 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 do you tell them? Well, the, the first thing I did was because I had my own little a puppy in the fight, uh, and uh, I'd, I'd like to read two paragraphs because uh, I don't want to uh, miss any of the of the uh, language. Uh, so I'll just read these two paragraphs that I that I wrote uh, uh, right after he got elected. Uh, okay, I'll just read these two paragraphs. Uh, when George W. Bush was elected president in the year two thousand. It was due to the Electoral College, a rigged system originally intended to prevent slaves from voting that evolved to gerrymandering. Even though Bush's opponent, Al Gore, won the national popular vote, Hillary Clinton was elected senator that year, and she announced that the first thing she would do was to get rid of the Electoral College. A few years later, as a columnist for the New York Press, I sent her a letter asking about the status of that promise. She didn't reply. On November 8, 2016, a crooked businessman, liar extraordinaire, bragging pussy grabber, make America white again, anti-choice, anti-Semite, fake Christian, accused rapist of a 13-year-old in 1994, she canceled the press conference one week before the election because of death threats if she filed a lawsuit. Climate change hoaxer, Twitter addict, homophobic, apprentice politician, fucking fascist, and Vladimir Putin's useful idiot, namely Donald Trump, who was elected as an insanely narcissistic dictator based on the Electoral College, whereas his opponent, Hillary Clinton won the national popular vote by almost three million individuals galore to no avail. Irony lives. Okay. Well, uh, lot, much, much irony. I love that story about you writing to her. Um, so obviously you've lived through other bad presidents. Um, you're even a little older than me, but just in my lifetime, I think of Nixon uh, George W. Bush and Reagan uh, as as representing um, materialism also. And I also look back at how people try to fight for their view of morality, justice, inclusion. Uh, and uh, it didn't always work. Uh, this word resistance 
is 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 very popular today and i understand that people want to resist uh, racism they want to resist people losing their health care people being deported people uh being intimidated uh people not being allowed into the country for religious reasons and so on but um you know the track record of that word is not great uh i look at i you know as you know i i i've been researching the 60s lately, I have this book coming out about it, and uh, that was a big buzzword in 1967 also. It was mostly connected to resisting the draft, but it also symbolized this uh, more aggressive, confrontational attitude towards the government, the theory being bring the war home, that was somehow going to make things better. In retrospect, it doesn't seem to me that that made things much better. When you look back at previous crises, and God knows the Vietnam War was a crisis, certainly at least as serious as what we're going through today. What do you think worked and what didn't work in retrospect? Well, um, you know, the, the the whole world was watching became one of, of the slogans uh, because they saw what it was like. I remembered uh, in Chicago at the counter convention uh there were uh, journalists there who looked at each other and said, I never came to a convention where you had to bring a, a uh, tear gas uh, mask with you. Uh, and uh, and the government did an investigation of that whole uh, uh, week, and they came to the conclusion that it was a police riot. Right. That was the official language of the of the of the report. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, that's correct. Um, but the um, but in my lifetime, there has been nobody like uh, Donald Trump. It just is unbelievable. Um, and um, and yet, you know, uh, he was very shrewd. Um, he started out um, in the Trump Tower, uh, coming down the escalator. Uh, and up in the balcony, uh, he hired 50 actors uh, to hold up placards that said Trump in 2016. Uh, uh, but even before that, you know, the um, when he uh, for, when he first became uh, uh, a powerful uh, public profile, uh, what he did was he bought. 20,000 copies of the art of deal of the deal and that became a bestseller uh, and uh, it was a shrewd thing of course uh, and he could afford to do that um, and uh, ironically just recently in Detroit he hired uh, a group of unpaid auto workers to applause so he's consistent in in that uh, way of of deceiving uh, people and and you know the psych, psych the psychology uh, aspect is that the um, if you want to deceive people the it's the best way to do it is to deceive yourself uh, and and uh, and and that's one of the things he does you know you wonder when when he said that Obama uh, was not an American, uh, 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 born in America. Now, it's hard to know whether he really believed that or he was just um, trying to 
to, to appeal to racists. And uh, it was, and what happened was uh, because, he, you know, he found out that uh, white supremacists uh, liked him because his racist showed through. Um, he, um, and, and so he was on a, um, uh, Alex Jones, who was the, the, the craziest conspiracy theorist I've ever seen. Yeah. Alex Jones has a, what an internet TV show. That's quite popular. I think, uh, hundreds of thousands or more, uh, watch or listen to him. And I also think he's on some radio stations. I know in Texas, I think he's on. Uh, so he's quite a popular figure on uh, the extreme right in the media, just for the people that don't know him. And he is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, but let me just go back to something about. Uh, well, about well, let me just make okay. one, one, one point, which yeah. is that uh, Trump was a guest on his show. And Jones said to him, you know, uh, my listeners and my viewers, uh, uh, they really like you. And and. Trump realized that there were subcultures, all different kinds, uh, uh, neo-Nazis included, uh, evangelists, you know, he just played to each one of what they wanted to hear. Uh, uh, and when he went to visit the, the evangelist, he brought a Bible with him. He was smart enough to at least to take the, telef the, the, the cellophane off of it, uh, hmm. since he had just bought a, a, it at a religious bookstore. So um, uh, it was so it, all of these subcultures together uh, who, who had uh, never been talked to, they were just silent. And uh, and here they became somebody who talked to them and and said to them what they wanted to hear. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Uh, well, what I'm what I'm curious to try to get at, not that I have any answers at it, is to the more the psychology of of the people that like him because they've been there obviously i think you're right i think he was very clever and it was it was an effective campaign in terms of targeting um uh, uh these groups but these groups already existed and this pain existed and there are people uh you know feeling left out nobody talks to them feeling condescended to uh many of them uh don't have uh, facts they don't um read or some of the same things that, that that we might read or know some of the things we might know but but they get to vote and they're human uh, beings and and i think that the playbook that he used is not brand new again the so-called southern strategy that nixon used in 68 uh clearly was designed to get people who were uh, otherwise for george wallace uh to vote for him and to appeal to uh, white uh, uh people mostly in the South, but not only in the South, who felt uh, disenfranchised by the civil rights movement, used to be Democrats, moved over. Uh, Reagan uh, started his uh, campaign in uh, 1980 in the Philadelphia, Mississippi, which was known, as far as I know, for only one thing, for being the place where the three civil rights workers were slain. So so this, uh, this sense of... Uh, you know, racism is obviously not new. I mean, this country has slavery and genocide of Native Americans and so on, and uh, Jim Crow and uh, bad economics um, encourage that sort of a thing. 
but in terms of trying to oppose it and prevail, um, you know, the system is what it is. Like you said, it was it's it's an artificial system, the Electoral College. It's undemocratic, but it's not going to change in the immediate in the immediate future. And I go back to the the 1968 reference that you made, which is the world was watching. It was a police riot. Um, at the same time, uh, Nixon won the, the, in, the, in that year. The, the, the protests did not accomplish the goal of electing someone who was going to end the war in Vietnam. So, so how, how, what, what, is it, what are your thoughts about trying to do something about this? Um, that that would that would change some of the dynamic in the public, so that the Trumps of the world fail, because it was sort of they were there. He just exploited cleverly, like you said, an existing uh, you know kind of pathology. Well, you know, he was saying things that uh, Republicans uh, thought but could never say it out loud, and uh, and, and and so. It was just uh, a matter of, uh, you know, all these other presidents had to get, bring a lot of money in in order to pay uh, for commercials in uh, on TV. So TV loved to make it a uh, um, a a thing where uh, it was the, the horse races were good for them for their uh, income, um, but what. Um, what happened was that uh, Trump didn't uh, didn't buy commercials. Uh, he, but he got the ratings anyway. He got the highest ratings. And uh, uh, Leslie Moonves said uh, it may not be good for America, but it's damn good for CBS. Yeah, Leslie uh, Moonves is that runs the CBS network. I know that was a incredibly depressing. But uh, unfortunately, I guess, candid uh, reflection. So, yeah, there's value crises, whether it's the networks that wanted the ratings and wanted the money, whether it's the um, exploitation of, of people's uh, insecurity to make them feel that racist solutions are um, are the right ones. I mean, you live in a part of California that's not particularly liberal. Is that right? Uh, well, it, it but locally people uh, did. Uh, protest. Uh, it was, you know, I think what happened was that, um, and cause I always try to uh, find the silver lining in the cloud, uh, or to, uh, you know, to pick any metaphor like that. The, uh, uh, you know, nothing. Uh, um, it would be something where. Um, you want to find something optimistic about Correct. it. It was it was a real challenge, and it's uh, always uh, saying uh, just finding something. And I think that that, that that's what happened. Uh, you know, after the inauguration, uh, the day after that, uh, there, it was it was horrible. It was horrible and scary and unbelievable. When he was uh, doing doing uh, uh, the you know uh, saying uh, yes I I, I uh, you know with one hand on the Bible and the other hand on uh, uh, on a pussy <laughs> and uh, and and so it was just 
uh, horrible, and yet what it did was like a monster, like a Frankenstein that had been created by this country uh, and dumbed down by uh, the TV set, uh, TV show, uh, programs because they wanted to get uh, the highest ratings they could. And so they went to the lowest denominator. Uh, uh, and so, um, like, like the Frankenstein monster, um, he f scared people, but he also awakened the populist. And, and this is what happened. And the next day, when the women had that uh, rally, and then the march, and people who had uh, many of them had never voted for. Uh, certainly, many of them had voted, but they didn't. Um, they, but they didn't. Uh, they weren't activists. They they didn't yeah. um, uh, think that they could change anything. And yet, uh, it did. You know, it in many ways um, with um, you know the 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 lawyers f uh, doing free help. In airports for, uh, to immigrants who were being treated uh, uh, like animals, um, and it was just, uh, and it didn't end there. Uh, it was uh, they realized that they could speak out, and they could, uh, uh, you know, they realized that uh, Republicans were were afraid to. Um, lose their jobs really <laughs> and uh and they were afraid of trump and so uh they were they would go to um town hall and 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 uh let the republicans know that uh, if, that they were going to lose uh being reelected if they didn't do that and and more and more Republicans, their conscience is finally, you know, they all see that that Trump is nuts. They all see that he's an incredible liar, uh, and uh, you know, and and it started, I think, with with the birther. Uh, people w wanted to believe that, and he and um, and so he said. Uh, you know, he would prove it, and he said he would send investigators to Hawaii, where he was really born. <laughs> And um, so, uh, and and that probably was a lie. He didn't send investigators there, or if he did, uh, then then uh, they didn't get any uh, e evidence. I, I, and so that would have been a lie. Well, I right. So we get we get that Donald Trump's tactics were uh, not always honest and exploited prejudice. But but I, I try to want to again as you said there's there's a there's a spiritual context that 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 I try to bring and there's there's the reality that the people who, who voted for him it's tens of millions of people they're human beings I don't and 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 there was there's something lacking in the liberal vision that's been presented to them that made them open to this the level of pessimism they had about about um, continuing things the way they were going people who feel left out of the party who feel left out of the celebration uh how how can we include more people in 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 a, in a progressive vision 
So, so many people don't feel left out because when you feel left out, you get angry. If I'm not invited to a party, I decide it's a stupid party. And, uh, you know, uh, the whole hip uh, movement, the whole counterculture came in part from people who felt left out. Uh, you know, I'm a lot happier with the values that you and others set out of caring about people and, you know, kindness and, 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 and love. But we presumably we don't want to limit that just to our own, you know, tribe. And there is this uh, a lot of people feeling left out and, and they voted, I think, in part out of desperation. Uh, what would your ideal alternative candidates say? Not, not the people who actually exist. I mean, what, what would someone, if you could create an alternative national voice, what would they say to these people? What would who say? Uh, like the next person to run against Donald Trump, the next person to try. He to... has, by the way, he's already said that 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 in uh, uh, in twenty twenty that he knows who he wants to uh, uh, run against, uh, and and uh, he said it would be Elizabeth Warren, uh, and. Uh, you know, it's only like a month or a month and a half gone, and he's already choosing who he wants to to, to beat in the next uh, election. I don't think it can happen. Uh, well, I think that that's more about him trying to uh, weaken her because she has been an effective critic of his. Uh, right. And the more he says he wants to run against her, presumably that implies that she's easy to beat. That's sort of a longtime psych out that the Republicans will uh, pretend to want to run against the person they actually don't want to run against. But, exactly. uh, uh, you, you, you know, thinking that that's somehow going to uh, psych out the other Democrats. But so is Elizabeth Warren someone that you admire? Oh, yeah, sure. And he doesn't. Well, he's afraid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that, you know, uh, uh, Trump uh, revealed his Machiavellian uh, uh, aspect uh, by showing through uh, when Flint lied to Pence, uh, but he lied when he said he lied uh, because he was the scapegoat uh, and, and he's the one who uh, uh, will uh, be apparently uh, be charged with a criminal act, um, and, which means that um, he realizes that that he uh, has been uh, taken care of as as the scapegoat uh, and the grand jury um, might grant him immunity if if he uh, said what he knows about uh, Trump and Russia. But uh, even if Trump, let's just say Trump was impeached and we have President Pence uh, or Pence is going and we have President Ryan, we still have a situation where the progressive alternative has not helped enough people uh, and has left too many people out that creates an opportunity, you know, for the next Donald Trump, for the last Ronald Reagan, uh, you, you know, the 16 years of Bill Clinton, or even the 20 years of Jimmy Carter, the two terms of Bill Clinton, the two terms of Barack Obama, those are 20 years of Democrats being in office, all of whom I voted for. Actually, one time I voted for Nader. Uh, in Clinton's second election because of uh, welfare. But the point is, somehow our people, the best that we could come up with, uh, 
have created a system that left out enough people and created enough freak out that somebody like this, uh, with, with all of the flaws that he has now, were known during the election. I don't think, uh, you know, what would be required to actually make people feel invested in a, in a progressive or a non-right-wing ca candidate? How did we get here? Um, uh, I, I guess you ask uh, Siri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, okay. That's my next podcast. We'll be with Siri. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, there there is a, a humor. I, my my uh, f favorite joke uh, about Trump has to do with his his narcissism, uh, and his his narcissism more than any any everybody has a little bit of narcissism, uh, uh, but his narcissism, his skin is so so thin that he is his his skin is inside out, and so. Uh, the narcissism, the the the, the uh, projection, uh, as he's as he's uh, thin-skinned inside out, he projects. So uh, he called Hillary a crook, but he's the crook. He said that Bernie Sanders is crazy, but he's crazy. He said lying Ted Cruz because he's the liar. Um, so the, the the narcissism uh, uh, is revealed in, in in my favorite joke about this. This is um, um, when Trump was in the elevator at in the Trump Tower, and the elevator stopped, and a woman got in on the floor, and she said, "Oh, you're Donald Trump. I I I, I would love to give you a blowjob. You are." Uh, uh, you know, I give the best blowjobs in the world. I, I, and I, more than anything else, I, I want to give you a blowjob. And, and Trump said, yeah, but what's in it for me? And, <laughs> and, 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 uh, it's, and you see everybody trying to do some humor about it. Uh, you know, the, the late night shows, uh, uh, at least Sarah Silverman, uh, really, uh, called uh, uh, was very angry uh, about those who uh, didn't who because Bernie didn't win uh, then they decided they could vote for uh, uh, I don't know why for Trump and well and she, or I think I think some of the Bernie people didn't vote some of them. Uh, voted for third party candidates, especially among younger voters, people under 30. I think it was uh, double digits for the third party candidates. Uh, they didn't go necessarily to Trump. Uh, I voted for Hillary. I voted for Bernie in the primaries and for Hillary in the general. To me, it was both of them were easy, easy choices. But but again, I'm just nagged by the fact that um, it's not so much to me about Trump himself, which is a source of endless fascination. Obviously, we're all stuck with talking about him, and but but the the discontent that already exists that people like Alex Jones, who you mentioned before, and uh, uh, some of the right wing talk radio people are, are able to somehow make feel less alone because somehow the, the liberal culture that 
I prefer seems to make those people feel excluded, you know, and, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you leave too many people out of the party, you know, you end up with uh, this kind of a situation. I, I just, um, I just, I just don't, uh, I, what do you make of Bernie's appeal? Uh, that, that, that he seems to speak to young people in a way that the other, um, Democrats don't, don't, uh, what is it about him that you think resonates with younger people? Uh, uncompromising, uh, truthful. You could trust him. Um, he, um, he, uh, he, uh, he, he, he spoke, he said what he believed. He was, he, he wasn't afraid. Um, he, his, his moral, uh, compass was, uh, was so something to be um, admired, you know, uh, and um, uh, there was a sense of trust, uh, and uh, and he and he was well well informed, and he just um, uh, was was compassionate, uh, and just uh, you know he was um, he was just. Uh, a uh, a hero, a heroic figure, um, you know. But the thing is that people w w were scared. the f The first thing uh, that got me was um, something that I felt in my gut, and it was when um, Trump said that John McCain was not a hero because he got caught. Right. And 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 my heart jumped up. You know what? How? And you know. Now, why didn't McCain start saying, not because it was about him, but it was an insult to all the veterans, you know? Uh, why was he quiet about it? Uh, there were so many people who were quiet about it. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, um, I think it's really mean to uh, diminish the pain of somebody who was in a POW camp, was tortured and treated that way. Uh, but there's a little piece of it that I kind of understood because the word hero uh, is a little different from being someone who's sympathetic and who deserves to be treated with respect. Um, and uh, it reminds me of when Bill Maher got in trouble when, when he said, why do people who criticize the suicide bombers call them cowards? You can call them evil, you can call them destructive, you can call them our enemy, but you can't call someone who's willing to die for what they believe in uh, you know, a coward. Um, you know, it seemed to me that Trump did have a way of combining venality and ugliness with a certain amount of truth that you don't necessarily always, always hear. Again, I have very mixed feelings about McCain. He may save the Republic right now because for whatever his reasons are, and I don't think they're the same reasons that we have, he he doesn't like Trump, and he does particularly doesn't like his foreign policy, and his cozying up to Putin. And so I I, I in that respect, John McCain, uh, you know, is is on the same side of those of us who don't want this uh, this administration to get more power. But I never really understood why John McCain should be given political power just because he suffered during the war in Vietnam. That really, I never understood that equation. 
Well, it, you know, he um, he stayed in there until, until the fellow prisoners uh, was uh, right, right. And, and and that was heroic. Right. That uh, was no. That was noble. Right. He was a senior officer and would have been treated, refused to be treated differently by the uh, by his captors. Yeah. But, you know, but he didn't speak up when they said, we got a vice president for you, Sarah Palin. Well, exactly. Uh, to me, Sarah Palin is uh, helped lead us to Donald uh, Trump. He was so anxious to win and became convinced that maybe this left field choice would give him a chance of winning, that he was willing to put her heartbeat away from the presidency. I actually, uh, I, I, I think she would be as bad as Donald Trump, but you know, in different, in, 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 in different ways. But, um, you know, it's been so many years where, you know, in the sixties where there was this hope that Bobby Kennedy was going to, uh, save us, you know, and since he got killed, that's a long time ago. It's almost 50 years ago. Um, it, 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 somehow or other, the the progressive uh, viewpoint, uh, I I find with the word socialist, but the the, the, the you know the, whack, whack. the viewpoint has not has not been able to achieve uh, national power. Um, you know what? You know what? Do you ha again? If you controlled the Democratic Party, what would you have them do now? Uh, well, uh, vote, you know, uh, do vote for uh, things that they that they knew were the right side of history, uh, and uh, and and treat uh, the Republicans like they treated um, Obama. You know, the fact that uh, it was shocking that Mitch McConnell openly said. You know, don't let him do anything that's that's right. But that's was, how we that's how we're supposed to behave is by copying the most bad behavior of people that we disagree with. I mean, that's like, uh, you, you know, uh, it, 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 is an eye for an eye actually work? Is there any evidence that that works? Well, it was self-defense. You know, it, uh, it was not uh, I mean. They, they they started it with that kind of thing, and uh, it and it it's just it's it's unfair. It was simply unfair, and you have to um, fight fire with fire sometimes. But w when does that work? I understand the emotionally it's emotionally satisfying to fight fire with fire, but I don't see a great track record of that working. You know, it reminds me of Martin Luther King, you know, with the people that were advocating violence in the 60s, he would always say, um, what have you accomplished other than getting a couple of water coolers? Uh, where are the results from from the riots, from this armed resistance? You know, what, 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 it just doesn't seem putting aside the moral argument, which, you know, exists. But, I, I you know, it's, it's complicated. But just from a tactical point of view, I, I don't see how fighting fire with fire actually has made things better. Uh, well, it awakens people. Th this is the thing. This is the monster uh, that awakens people. And uh, there's every day now there are pe people doing things in their own communities 
Um, there are young people. My granddaughter mm. uh, went uh, uh, on uh, with my daughter, who um, and uh, Talia, my granddaughter, uh, was making a placard of her own. How old is she, Paul? Uh, five years mm. old. And she was making letters saying beautiful. Mm. And that was what she was bringing to, 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 to the, the local thing uh, uh, upstate. You know, they're, they're, um, and people were awakened. People, yeah. have, people have, have never seen anything. And, and that's why, you, you know, if, if anything happened to Trump and Pence became uh, the, the, the president, uh, that would that would he's he's worse he's more dangerous the the, the irony is, is Pence is more dangerous than Trump because um, he uh, he's just as crazy but he doesn't show through he can pass as as being sane when when it's obvious uh, that 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 uh, and all of these know they, all of the people in the FBI all of the people in the CIA know this about. Uh, Trump and and so many people do, and yet uh, they they try to treat him with respect that he doesn't deserve, and and he whines about it. You know, he uh, he says NBC should be nicer because I brought such higher ratings at The Apprentice. <laughs> you know, it's, he's a he's a five he's a five year old, and and just um, it's. You know, it's and it's um, and you don't see similarities with Nixon. You don't think Nixon had the same kind of self-pitying approach and kind of appealed in the way to the darker side of the American public in the, in the same way. Oh, absolutely. But not uh, but not not as bad as this. I mean, um, it's uh, it's just. It, it, it's hard to, to, to uh, you know, it's it, it's it's hard to, to to know how it's got how it's developing. But you do know that uh, more and more people are understanding because um, they're seeing through him. And uh, I think he would he he thought that that Hillary would win, and it was a shock. It was a shock to you, and uh, I, I, I had great respect for you when I realized you were at a party, and you went into the bedroom because you couldn't stand the party. No, it's true. Uh, it was no, I wasn't at a party. I had a party in my apartment. It was my party. Yeah, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I did go into the bedroom, and uh, I was in shock for for. Uh, I, I just couldn't really talk talk to anybody. Uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, proud of it Let, let's just shift for a minute before we end i know um you went through a period after the kennedy assassination of 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 of, of i hope you don't mind the word being obsessed with trying to find out what happened and sometimes to be overly obsessed i find day to day with what donald trump is saying or what uh Steve Bannon really means or the background of the financiers. There's a new thing, the revelations about this guy, Robert Mercer, who's been the funder 
behind the Breitbart and uh, that Kelly and Conway work for and, and all this stuff, that, that, that it becomes kind of a, a bad drug that gets in the way of day-to-day -day life and, and, and doing, enjoying and, and, and caring in the micro for the individual people that you actually can, 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 can help. Um, how do you balance that to try to not let it overwhelm you uh, and yet still be, you know, an ethical citizen dealing with things? Uh, well, you, you know, everybody uses whatever talent uh, uh, they, they have and what, what they do about it. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, and that's why Bill, Bill Maher was, uh, of all the comedians, he was the one who is most well-informed and the most saying it ain't funny at this point. And, and, and he was really uh, trying to point it out as, as Michael, Michael Moore did, um, the, uh, but they're, but they're finding this was a ma a massive um, cult that 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 has been going on, and um, what interested me and and so uh, I I've done a lot of uh, uh, cults uh, and and um, and seeing how they act and how uh, when their their uh, cult leader is. Uh, 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 Getting bad, uh, you know, involved in a scandal. They, 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 they say it's it's like what Kellyanne said. There are um, alternative facts, uh, which is an oxymoron. And and <laughs> you, you must know, have and, loved that, man. I mean, what a, that that's one of the great phrases to come out of this period. Uh, uh, it reminds me of when Ron Ziegler said. Uh, something that the previous position of the administration was inoperative you know it's uh well when she said that anderson cooper on cnn started laughing for um uh it seemed like five solid uh minutes of uh, of giggling and he couldn't it was so bizarre that 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 he did that but but um uh, you know the um so another another uh, no nobody's perfect and and so I, I I like Jimmy Kimmel as a comedian mm. but there are things he does that really bother me a lot and and uh, you know when he has mo mothers to take away uh, uh, hide the, the the candy of her kids and and, and tell their kids that uh, uh, they that the, their mothers ate all the candy. And this was cruel to the kids. They tried, um, and he lately lately did it. Uh, uh, he showed a, a, vi a video of somebody pouring snow on on his friend that woke them up. They did it while they were in bed sleeping, and asking people to to, to do that to their friends and and send in the video, and and, and that's also cruel. Um, uh, you, you know, and uh, and the thing is that the viewers of his show do it. It's like the it's like a cult, you know, I, and so and, and that's what people are doing. And, and they have to break through. I think more and more people who uh, uh, have admired him, uh, they're seeing through him more and more. 
you know, that, that, that's my hope. Um, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people like that growing up, their, their children, their offspring are, are, are saying, what are you doing, mom? What are you doing, dad? It's, it's, and I, I think that, uh, the young people, they don't, uh, uh, they, they are realizing it. They see through him more and more. Well, younger people, that's my whole hope for, for, for humanity is this, I love this millennial generation. I mean, certainly politically, they're the most progressive of any generation since the 1930s. I, I think there's a level of activism and uh, hopefully they'll do a better job <laughs> than we did. Uh, and I hope they figure out a way to include more people. I just that I just hate the idea of all these people uh, feeling so left out that they would be attracted to the kind of darkness that, uh, that you know, Alex Jones and uh, some of the others put out there. Anyway, uh, anything you're reading or seeing that's inspiring you lately before we end? What 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 would you want to turn people on to? Uh, of what I'm writing? Well, I'm, I'm writing a, a, a book. Um, a little book called uh, Trumpo, the Republican Elephant, and uh, and there's four segments of it. Uh, one is um, the uh, a funny thing happened on the way to uh, the inauguration, and and then followed by what happened. How uh, the answer? The answer was. Uh, that these, as I said, that, that the monster has awakened the people mm. and, 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 uh, I, and I see that growing as he, as he, his, uh, respect for him is lower and lower. Mm. Um, the, um, an, uh, another thing is, is the, um, uh, Andrew, uh, Breitbart, uh, versus, uh, Steve ba Bannon. Well, Breitbart's uh, dead, isn't he? Yes, yes, and and um, and I did something. I was a dishonest uh, journalist, and uh, because I I interviewed uh, Andrew Breitbart f uh, for Playboy, and what, uh, when was that? About five years ago or earlier? Um, it was shortly before he died. Right, it, right. Uh, Not too long uh, ago. Yeah. No, just a few years ago. And um, uh, and I I I did about two weeks worth of, of research and then about two hours re, uh, interviewing him and with uh, and I said one ground ground rule that uh, neither of us interrupts the other and he agreed to that uh, and um, you know he thought I was just a satirist uh, and at the end of it he said I thought this would be funnier. Hmm. Uh, and then I said, well, you know, do you have anything you want to add? And he added a bunch of things about freedom of speech and different aspects and very specific. And I, I was dishonest by way of uh, omission. I, I left that out. I didn't tell mm. my I didn't tell my editor. Mm. And it's been bothering me all of this. And uh, I decided to confess that uh, because um, uh, uh because of what I've been learning about Steve Bannon doing, uh, uh, he, he's an ogre, and uh, and so 
uh, and and I'm doing it to posthumously apologize to Andrew Breitbart uh, for doing that. Mm. And that was because I I I didn't want to I I wanted to make him all bad. I didn't you know I I, I didn't have that uh, combination of of uh, you know I mean even even Hitler had a nice dog kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, well, that's. And then, and then, oh, and then the other two things are: um, one is the, um, the 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 humor of, of uh, it, it's called uh, the um, tragedy and absurdity are two sides of the same coin, and and so I'm dealing with that, um, you know, to uh, and 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 the last. Part of it is uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember with the fourth thing. I was just um, and, and and I have to give you credit for 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 asking me to to be on this podcast because um, I I thought of that aspect of the spirituality and the spirituality is 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 growing by just uh, you know as the hippies were in the '60s. Which was that they were uh, uh, for uh, love and peace, and you know, as, uh, and also uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But the core of the counterculture was spirituality, uh, was le- leaving the the dogma of Western religions, and experiencing liberation through uh eastern uh disciplines and and i and, think and psychedelics uh well that too yeah, yeah that's in the in the uh yeah that's and and psychedelics uh what alan alan watts the philosopher said it's just a short way of mm. of of uh doing that and so people are meditating they're doing things where uh, they they can um, and, and the hippies who were um, the, they were the the um, ones who were, were were just the the political people saw them and said oh they're just getting stoned in the park and uh, then they realized well wait you know they are. Uh, Doing a, a, a the hippies were doing a um, their own th- their own um, uh, their, their own uh, threat to uh, the uh, capitalist country because right. they were making their own clothes right. they were using candles uh, they were doing. Uh, Organic farming, all of the things yeah. that that the counterculture does ha- has is blossoming still in in uh, the ma- mainstream media uh, and and mainstream people who uh, have have are blossoming on on those those things. Uh, and and uh, again, I'm, I, I, once I was at a at a benefit for. Um, I forget what the benefit was for, but I was backstage with Harry Chapin and we were talking about uh, hope. And he said, if you don't have hope, uh, 
there is no hope. Hmm. And that has stuck with me. And and so, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'm optimistic because I only took 300 acid trips. Mm. Uh, but at the same time that the politicos. What is that? <laughs> I heard a sound then um, uh, at, at the same time, the hippies who thought that the uh, politicos were just uh, uh, they were just uh, uh, doing what the government wanted to do, wanted them to do, you know. Whereas uh, they, the hippies, learned that if they were if they were for peace and love, they they had to could do some kind of pacifist acts, and and so there was, and that was what the yippies were. They were. Uh, a uh, mixture of yeah, yeah. Uh, of of uh, hippies and politicos, and uh, uh, and I think there's the same kind of of and that and that was worldwide. That was happening all over the country. Uh, uh, in uh, Youth International Party was what yippies stood for, and. Uh, and things were going on in Paris and Czechoslovakia. And Mexico, they were all. It was a a, um, a worldwide ele uh, evolutionary jump uh, in in uh, evolution. I thank you so much for saying all that. And I I I, um, I I'm going to shift to a completely different topic. I think I may actually edit and put it earlier. But I want I I I forgot to ask you this. Is that one of the things that you were very famous for is pair is satire and the the uh, one of the most famous things was the so you know the the parody of the the parts left out of the William Manchester book about Kennedy but also in other times you would use exaggeration and metaphor uh, you know to make a point and some of the people who like Trump when he's criticized of saying things that aren't true I've heard say his audience knows that he doesn't mean it literally, that 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 he's speaking, you know, symbolically and he's appealing to their emotion, you know, that maybe he would even say, so what if Obama was born here? He still represents an ideology that's not the America that we all believe in. Or even if he didn't wiretap me, he wanted to. Or, um, you, you know, even if that, 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 that he often says, or the people who his apologists on TV will say his audience doesn't take him literally, but they like the metaphors and emotion. So his defenders kind of describe him in defending him kind of the way some of us would have defended you in saying it's ridiculous to take something literally that's not meant literally. Have, have you noticed that and thought about it? Because, you, you know, I, he, it doesn't seem to have hurt him at all when he would say things that, that weren't exactly true, like, uh, you know, the so-called judge or, uh, uh, you know, these, these, these kind of things. Uh, do you think that his audience is taking him literally or, 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 or if not, how, how does that change the way we're supposed to analyze what's happening? Uh, well, I guess, you know, the, uh, I, I think, you know, I think it, it began with him when, when, he knew he, he he had for two or three uh, 
elections, he 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 wanted to be a candidate. He yeah, never yeah. Made it yeah, far. he flirted with running. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, he when he went to a Washington correspondent's dinner, mm. and he saw Obama's jokes, and you could see the profile of him in the audience, and you could see him boiling inside. And I think that was the moment when he said, I am going to go against this guy. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and so Trump's supporters, you know, when he would, uh, he would, people would ask, what about uh, your tax? You know, all the presidents tell, tell you about their tech, tax preparations. And uh, he, he was hiding. He would say, first he lied and said, well, uh, the IRS uh, audit won't let me, people. And then the IRS said, no, you know, uh, uh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and so now uh, the, uh, two pages uh, came from his tax preparation. But, and two words in those two pages said client copy, which meant it could only come from the client who was Trump. And uh, and so only two pages came uh, because he chose them because he they made him look them. good. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And 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 this this will be coming out. Uh, but but that's what he what is he, is he going to say? Oh, I was just making a joke. I don't you know, uh, and get away with it. It's uh, and and so uh, I I do think that um, uh, this is a. Um, an explosion that that has the same kind of of uh, countercultural uh, living of uh, it was it's not just a um, a, a moral uh, approach, but it's a, uh, becoming activists when they never were before, and mm. uh, and uh, with imagination. And um, there was just uh, my, my wife Nancy wrote down a, a, a thing, a, a, just a two-word thing, and it was moral, in, uh, moral imagination. Mm. And I think that, that that that's what's going on now, and uh, and I like it. Good, great way to end. Thank you so much, Paul. Oh, well, it's mutual, All you right. know. We'll do another one next year, and I love you very much. I love you, too. And I don't usually say that because I said it to my mother once, and she said, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. <laughs>